Have you ever put your own personal menstrual blood into um, pasta sauce? Pasta sauce. You know, that is the way that I got Raven to fall in love with me. That's the band. He has so much swag, I can't take it. Swag? See? Tell her. You're cool, I'm I'm Howie Mandel. This is Howie Mandel does stuff. I'm Jacqueline Schultz. That's daughter? my daughter. It's my daughter. Hi, daughter. Hi. And this nice is to see you. Raven. My Hi. name is Raven Simone. Oh, I told your dad I just want to raid his closet in like the weirdest way. No, it's he has good stuff. Yeah, you know, he, he shops for me. I don't shop for myself at all. At well, 37, I still don't shop for myself. Well, I don't even shop for myself. It's not really <laughs> shopping for you as much as you uh, you take my clothes. <laughs> I do. <laughs> so I shop and then I go, I don't want this. You have these, you have this, you have this. So we, nice. wear, we wear the same things. We do. We do. You used to use my um, scrunchies too when you had hair. When I had hair. That's true. Your curls were popping then too. Yeah. yeah look you at you. You've uh, you've got you got close to the uh, my cut. Yeah, I shaved it all. My curls were popping, and then I was just tired of it. They had to go. But I was I, I saw you uh, about a week ago when I asked you to come here. I was mm-hmm. I was. That's a big move. That's a bold move. You look beautiful. Thank you. And you have as, as people tell me, and uh, I never knew this was a compliment, but I, it is a compliment. You have a beautiful head. Like a nice. It's a big head. thing. It's a yes. big thing because if your head is malfunctioned, then it, you got to put the hair back on. Right, but you, to make that um, move, you, there's no way of knowing uh-huh. how your head looks. Yeah, that's true. Were you not worried? For um, those that aren't watching on YouTube and are just uh, listening, uh, Raven has shaved her head. I have. I shaved and, my head. What? And you don't appear like this on your show. So no, I wear wigs on the show. Actually, the last episode, I had these little clips in my hair was big and curly it was actually really pretty and I had just been toying with the idea of getting rid of my head because I don't like taking care of my hair when I'm not working so you know what I mean so I I I buzzed it and colored it all different colors it was actually multicolor tiger stripes which was really cool and I wasn't worried about the shape of my head because I was so overwhelmed with emotions that I wanted to get my hair off so quickly why I'm sure there's an emotional reason for it that I haven't tapped into yet. Well, I think you're on a podcast right now, so let's tap. (laughs) (laughs) Tap, tap. (laughs) That's a big move. It's a big move for anybody. It's uh, even a bigger move for a woman. Yeah. And it's, uh, this isn't the order, but, and and also just being on a, a Disney show. Yeah. You know, did the, what did the network say? The network hasn't said anything because I'm also, I'm definitely okay with wearing wigs. Like we got picked up for our sixth season and they were like, so what are you gonna do to your hair? I'm like, well, this is my style. Raven's style is curly, straight in this. So I've already tried on my wigs for sixth season. Um, there was a moment, probably third season of Raven's Home that I just stopped caring about what I needed to look like before I got into hair and makeup, meaning my tattoos started to creep into places where I have to get them covered more often. My hair's changing because I know with the beautiful artwork of all of the artists' hair and makeup, they can cover it and I can go back to what Raven Baxter looks like. You know what I mean? Except that in this industry that we're in, mm-hmm. they, um, for lack of a better term, they, 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 they kind of own us. You know, as far as is that, does that is that a bad term? <laughs> That's not a bad term. No, but they I mean, do care. It's okay. Not they just ca- not just when you're on television. They care about who you are, how you represent yourself, how what you look like. Yep. 
off of television too, right? This is very true. They definitely care. I'm very cognizant of the brand that has been created around Raven Simone and Raven Baxter. So the tattoos that are not age appropriate are not seen. <laughs> but they, but they. <laughs> Those Ever? are covered on a regular basis. But but uh, but here you are on a on a podcast. Your yep. arms are uh, they're out. They're out. Yes. So that people and you're out. I am very very out. Yes. So was that uh was that a discussion at all with Disney? Oh no 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 that wasn't a discussion with Disney. So yes, the company that we work for on paper owns a lot of what we do. Okay, they right. they own us in a sense. But when it comes to sexuality choices and things of that nature, um, they, you know, legally you can't really say nothing. You know what I mean? There, it's you can't. So I did not ask them about if it was okay for me to come out and things of that nature. But I also you, came I wouldn't out. Think you would ask them, but I, I would imagine that they would be concerned about how this might affect what how they perceive their brand. I think that in the earlier years of Hollywood, yes, Disney has done some amazing work with understanding that there are many different types of people in this world and everybody needs a chance to be showcased. And throughout their entire company, we have allies, we have people within the LGBT community that are pushing forward a inclusivity narrative that is so important. We're not saying, hey, you need to be, or hey, I'm this, so you have to be. It's not that at all. It's right. be you, and we will accept you as long as you do your job, as long as you show up to work, as long as you are positive and you're not bringing anybody else down for your benefit. It's like, what I do at home is what I do at home. Right. What I do at work is what I do at work. And I believe that there's a way to do it tastefully. Right. I believe there's a way to do it age appropriately. And that's who I am. I've always been that way. And I was that way before Disney because I grew up in a black family that like, you got your, your butt beat if you did anything disrespectful that made your, that embarrassed your parents. So I've always had that type of feeling. So how are your parents about, have your parents been accepting of everything from the tattoos to your? No, they're parents. <laughs> but they could be parents that are accepting. They could be parents that are kind of closed-minded. They're parents that are accepting of everything. I need. Are you? I. I, I need to uh -huh. go. No, no. 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 I got my tongue pierced. I got my tongue pierced, and you took away my car. <laughs> and you also took the door off my room. You were not accepting of everything. You're not right. of everything. Yeah. Very Disney-like. Yeah. <laughs> not of everything. I wasn't allowed to shut my door either. Like, really? If you shut the door, yeah, you, I get no it. knocking, you just come right in. But yeah. um, my parents, it's a journey. I normally don't talk about them that much because um, we like to keep our personal situation. But just on an overall, not all parents are accepting of everything. I'm not, we talked about it, and if you don't want to talk about it, but you must have a um, uh, a complicated relationship because you have been in the business almost as long as me. You're a kid in my, you know, you're younger than my, how old are you? I'm 36. You're 36, but you've probably been in the business 30. Five years. <laughs> right. So um, these are choices that you didn't make. Correct. Um, and then you became incredibly successful. And I would imagine you're the most successful person in your financially in your family. Yes, sir. That's a lot of responsibility. Yes, it is. And it carries a lot of um, baggage. Yeah. It carries a lot of baggage. It carries a lot of emotional weight. It carries a lot of conversations that don't get talked about because you can't disrupt the parent-child dynamic just because there's money involved. 
Um, there's a lot of conversations that I've had with myself at a younger age that I'm sure seven-year-olds don't have with themselves, knowing that, you know, if you don't work, bills don't get paid, and then things don't happen, but you're seven, but then it's it's a it's a can you cuss here? Yeah. Yes. It's a little bit of a mindfuckery. <laughs> like it's right. a little bit more of a What's happening? I can't imagine. So what was that like for you at seven? Were you, were you that cognizant at seven that you had this kind of pressure? Yeah, I was probably, I knew that I was making, sorry, I knew that I was making money um, younger than that. And I knew the amount of money I was making younger than that. And then- When you first started at, at seven, was that, uh, I know you got on Cosby at three. Yeah, seven, I was doing Hey Mr. Cooper with um, Mark Curry, Curry, Holly Robinson and Pete and everybody. What kind of money was a seven-year-old making at that time? I, I mean, what is it? Friday, TGI Friday network show? What, is it, what do you make then? I had no idea. I have I no idea. I remember. I made more money on the Cosby show. Were you show making than I did millions? I made millions on Bill Cosby. And I would imagine the next step you even made, if they hired you, you had to make more, if not the same. If not the same, but maybe less because as we continue. So you're a multimillionaire at seven. Yeah. Are you. Uh, do you know, do you have a sense of what that means? No, I know that there's money, but it's not that I'm living in that type of tax bracket on an everyday basis. I'm actually living below my means because it's about saving for our family. It's not necessarily living at the highest point of whatever you're so making. So your parents weren't you frivolous, because we talked to a lot of uh, child actors, and, and the biggest thing was that the, the parents took the money and it was all blown and gone. Yeah, no, I have my money, I have multiple properties and cars and things of that nature. It's actually the exact opposite where I didn't really understand how much money I actually had because they didn't want me to spend it. <laughs> right. So I'm so I would get I remember I had a credit card bill that was like, I don't know, $12,000 and I get a call as if the bill was a million dollars. What are you doing? You're spending all the money. I'm like, what's happening? And then I go look in the who bank account. Who called you? Account. Your mom? Or... <laughs> Doesn't matter. Those who shall not be named okay. blood and um, <laughs> blood relatives. And um, <laughs> I look at the bank account. I'm like, wait a second. There's like enough. What do you this? I'm confused. You can't spend the money. It's for later in your life. So it's definitely a different mentality. Um, my parents didn't really come from money. Right. And my mom came from Louisiana. My dad came from Atlanta. So everything has, I learned how to save. I have a new business manager now. And she was like, you guys want to go on vacation? I said, hold up, hold up. We got to save for vacation. She goes, have you seen your bank account? I said, I don't care. Every check that comes in from this moment, I need a third of it to go away into the vacation saving. She's like, oh my God, what's wrong with you? And I said, that's just how I was taught. Save your money and you don't need to spend just because you have it because you got kids that come later. You got taxes and you never know as an actor when you're going to have a job. So you have to make sure you're investing properly, which is why I like real estate and I like, you know, stuff like this. You invest yeah. properly and it works. Yes. And I get it. And, you know, people don't realize they, they hear these uh, crazy numbers of millions and millions of dollars, but how fast that can go and how easy that can flow out. So your parents did something right in instilling that, you know. They did a lot of things right. I learned a lot of things from them that I wouldn't have learned from anybody else. I'm not negating that at all. And just like with everybody else, you can have the most perfect adult raising a child and the child's always going to find things that are wrong because nobody's perfect and things do you talk to them often now i do talk to them are they together uh we don't talk about personal business okay <laughs> i do <laughs> you have a brother i do have a brother his name is blaze is he in the business he's not in the business he was um he tried a couple times he was uh behind the scenes peeing and stuff like that but is he older or younger he's younger he's six years younger 
Yeah. Is there any competitiveness between you? Did you say PAing? PAing. Okay. I thought you said peeing. I'm like, well, did he get he fired? That behind, <laughs> his, <laughs> that behind the scenes. <laughs> it took me a minute to process. I'm like, he couldn't have been peeing behind the scenes. <laughs> Blaze is peeing behind the scenes. And his... if we talk too much about him, he'll get pissed. Yeah. <laughs> See what I did there? My brother's Instagram handle is cblazep at Instagram. Love like, it. That's his, because that's his initials. Good. It's hilarious. That's great. You know how many people are going to be uh, clicking on that right Exactly. Now. Yeah. Exactly. What does your wife do? My wife, my wife does a little bit of everything. Um, her heart and soul, she's a doula. Um, Delivers babies. Mm, she helps the mother through the delivery process. She technically can't help deliver, but she is the What's emotional. What's the difference? Um, the midwife can help deliver. The doula is the person who helps you to that point. But it, so but, like, yeah. I would imagine somebody who has who is a doula works not in a hospital, usually at home, right? Yeah, she's with you from the moment you hire her to birth and after birth as well. She'll help to stay after and take care of the baby do, during the night. But while the birth is actually happening, she can't help with delivering. So she does she uh, sop up the moisture from the couch? <laughs> she sops up the moisture. You know what, when we first started, when we got back together, I was like, what is that? What is wait, this? Wait, 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 when you got back together. It's a long story, we'll get to it, we'll get to it. Okay. But we, <laughs> I went into her apartment, we weren't living, uh, anyway. Anyway, let me get to the story because it's great. So I'm, I'm, I'm in her kitchen. I'm like, what is this? She was like, oh, that's a placenta dehydrator. I said, a what? A what? A placenta dehydrator. She in the kitchen? In the kitchen. She was living by herself at the time. So she it. takes the she placenta <laughs> <laughs> from the woman, dehydrates it, and puts it into pill capsules so that the mother can ingest her placenta like every other animal on this planet does except for humans. It's a real thing that you're looking like it's crazy. I'm it's disgusted. actually a I'm real thing. I'm actually disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe it may. I, so wait. So the placenta comes out, yeah. which is just this wet, meaty gut. Nutritional no, the, sack. Well, you, you call it what you do. I, I saw it. I saw it. No, before you were with your wife, did you feel this way? That it's a nutritional, beautiful. No, it's no, a okay. lump of bloody, yeah. mucus looking ass. Like, no. <laughs> so uh, just to digress for a minute, uh, Jackie here uh, mm -hmm. brought up uh, a few episodes back that there was this woman online who believes that the nutrition in the um, menstrual blood is really good for your skin. And so she yeah. Uh, applies it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Perfect. Is that there's, an agreement? I've, I've heard that, but you know, there's also- Is that also in your wife's kitchen? No. Okay, good. Acceptable. <laughs> no, but I heard in some some uh, men's and some other kitchens, <clears throat> women put their blood in tomato sauce to make men fall in love with them, but that's like a voodoo, like old school what? type of way. <gasps> I haven't heard that. That's yeah. amazing. What, I don't know. what, what Kyle's nodding, nodding his yes. head. What is, why are you nodding yes? I've I've heard that lore. Yeah, it's a lore, exactly. What has that, ha have you been invited over for pasta to any young lady's <laughs> house? I want meat sauce. No, tonight it's marinara. <laughs> and I call it mayanara. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Oh my God! I haven't heard that. So, but but uh, so she's bringing home somebody else's placenta. <laughs> yeah, and puts it in this machine that dehydrates it. Desiccates well, well, wait, let's get. Okay, so the sorry. woman uh, gives birth. <laughs> I smell an Emmy. Another Emmy. <laughs> yes. So and then the, and then this wad of guck yeah. comes out. And, yeah, a wad of and guck. And your wife? What is your wife's first name? Miranda. Okay, and Miranda yeah. will uh, pick up the yuck and put it in a to-go bag. Yes, pretty much. And then bring yeah. it home. Mm-hmm. And then unload that in the kitchen on the counter. Oh, no, no, no. I don't know if it's on the counter. It could be in the sink. 
Where did you see the dehydrator? Underneath the counter. Underneath the counter. Yeah, she wasn't dehydrating anything at the time. Uh, did you? Um, did, who does the cooking between between the two of you? Who do you allow in the kitchen? <laughs> like I will that. never come to dinner at your house. Not that I've been invited. Howie, why did you just ask me that question? Because now I'm afraid. <laughs> no, just because she, she does. She does the cooking. She does the cooking. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that, I'm very healthy. I'm very nutritious. My hair has been growing amazingly. <laughs> Wait, and you said that you uh, you have? Uh, did you fall in love right away? <laughs> And was it the pasta? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Honestly, Howie, she makes the most amazing tomato sauce because she's Italian. Yeah. Or but her, she, or would, because, she would uh -huh. never do anything to me, you guys. Really? No, I don't was know. Was it a heavy day? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? She's like, I put you extra onions in it. Do you only have pasta once a month? <laughs> On special Good. nights? On every, special nights. Every time she's making pasta, she is such a fucking bitch. Don't talk to me, I'm making pasta. Oh my oh. goodness, the things we have to watch this out for. This pasta is good. That's the way I flow. All right. All right. Okay. I'm on the ragu. Got it. Okay. I think we should stop. Okay, that. I'm sorry. Yeah, with those jokes. I'm sorry. With the puns. <laughs> oh, with the puns and the puns. Well, I don't oh, know. Priceless. Anyway. Can I tell you what else she does so that what? she doesn't get so mad at me when she comes out? She's also a writer. Can we call her? Let's phone her. Let's phone. Will she get mad? Oh, my God, no. She's already mad at me because when I called her and then I hung up on the phone, she's like, that was so rude. I didn't know. I was okay. exercising. Hold on. Let's see what she says. Here. And then take your phone after you dial it and yep. plug it in here and it'll come into the into all our speakers and you can hear her on the headset. Oh, my God. She's, you know here. what? I'm coming up right now. Yeah, yeah, a second. Okay. Take off your headset. You're going to pull it out. Here we go. So we're going to talk. We're going to find out what's in the pasta. <laughs> <laughs> Just phone, right? Not a, uh... Yeah. No, no, no picture. Make sure the volume on the phone's up all the way. Right? The volume up on the phone? Yeah, we can hear it. Volume up. Here, go sit down. Put on your headset. Miranda? What's her name? Hello. Miranda? Hello? Hello? Hi, Miranda. It's Howie. Hi, Howie. How are you? You're on the podcast with my daughter, Jackie, and your wife. Hello. I'm on the podcast? Yeah. She was telling us uh, some of your kitchen lore. <laughs> Raven, I think your service is really bad. Oh, sorry. Why? Why is it? Well, you can't. Can you not hear me? Oh, you you're pretending. That's her. That's her. That's her pretending. To get off the phone. She doesn't want to talk to you. Is anyone? Hello. Hi. Yes. Hello. 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 Babes, go downstairs or something. Hi, everyone. Hi. Uh, we were talking about uh, the kitchen and who does the cooking, and she was talking about how you uh, dehydrate placenta in the kitchen. Uh-huh. It's true. <laughs> and and you do this on the counter and it's somebody else's uh placenta? Well, not just on first of all, it's extremely sanitary the process. There was like tarps that go down. Tarps. And you know something? Yeah. I'm I've been married for a long time. If if I saw my wife uh unfolding a tarp in the kitchen, <laughs> I would order out. <laughs> I totally understand. First of all, it's never been done in the current kitchen. It was done in another kitchen and it was, I'm extremely germ conscious. Not so much. No, no. I am a germaphobe. I would never, no matter how healthy it is, I wouldn't bring somebody else's placenta into my house. That's totally fair. And that's probably why you're not a birth doula. 
I'm not. <laughs> She's good. She's you know what? I respect it. So here's the thing. Have you ever put your own personal menstrual blood into um, pasta sauce? Pasta sauce. Um, you know, that is the way that I got Raven to fall in love with me. Ah! Breaking news. I never thought anyone would ever ask me that question. So I can't lie. Um, oh my it, God. Allie. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Breaking oh, news. My wife. My wife. Breaking news. No that's wonder I love her pasta my, sauce. That's why she loves my tomato sauce. So yeah. I, I, I was telling them, I was like, she was like, do you have pasta sauce once a month? I'm like, oh my God, I have pasta sauce once a month. <laughs> <laughs> once oh a my month. God. Yeah. Oh Shit. my yeah. God. Well, I know. And, and I'm not making fun. Day. I'm not putting it down. My wife fell in love with me because of my meatballs. Good then. Uh, <laughs> So many places, my head just went. <laughs> so, so are we recording this commercial, Kenny? Kenny, uh, this is for Shady Rays. I love Shady Rays. They've been a great supporter of the podcast, and they are a great product. Kenny, can I just say before I move on, why did you get new chairs? Why do we get new chairs for this? I don't want new. I was comfortable in the other chairs. I don't know. Any. Okay, so anyway, uh, these Shady Rays are not only great looking and very stylish, but they're also, and they got a lot of different styles, they're made to last, they're kind of unbreakable. And that doesn't even matter if you lose them or they break, they have like, uh, you, can, you can get your money back. You can. Uh, they offer the most insane protect, uh, protection of any eyewear company ever. And uh, whether they're lost or broken, they replace them. So, um, and there's no questions asked. So wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you've bought it. Speaking of back, again, this is not a comfortable chair, Kenny. Why do you get a different chair for the commercials than I have for the podcast? You're always overthinking. Anyway, um, I also wanna say that every, every purchase of the Shady Ray glasses is uh, actually you're doing good for the world because Shady Ray's impact program, they work directly with nonprofits and their communities to empower and make adventure accessible for all walks of life from childhood cancer patients to young adults with serious health conditions. That's what a, por a portion of every purchase goes that way. Shady Ray's is making a lasting impact on their lives through sunglasses. And um, I just wanna say, if you wanna get a pair and you should get a pair, cause I think they're protective, they're stylish, and this is an, a great company. This is how you do it. You go to shadyrays.com and use the code Howie for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over a quarter of a million people. That's shadyrays.com and use the code Howie for 50% uh, off on two plus pairs. Um, anyway, uh, Kenny, I wanna go back to the pod and I wanna go back to my old chair. This is ridiculous. Kenny? <laughs> anyway, thank you for the little <laughs> recipe moment. And uh, thank You're you welcome. for allowing your wife to spend a couple of minutes with us. And we wish you nothing but the best. And we were looking forward to meeting you, but we got a chance to talk to you. So thank you. Oh, I hope to meet you one day in the future. And thank you for- It's always, you don't even have to ask the future. You don't have to say the future. Cause when you say, I hope to meet you one day, it has to be in the future. Because if you haven't met me, unless you have a time machine, 
There's no other yeah. way to do you it. You should invite him over for dinner sometime. No. <laughs> Pasta night. No. <laughs> yep. Right. All We're doing it, babe. But everybody will fall in love with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye, love. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Hilarious. Said, yes. Hilarious. Wow. Good so times. we got recipes. It is good times. So you are a... Uh, you, you've been around for a long time, um, and you've also been uh, kind of uh, adjacent to so many uh, pop culture iconic people yep. and hits. Cosby, Cosby, mm -hmm. Cosby. Yep. Yeah. Next. <laughs> Are you not allowed to talk about Cosby? I'm allowed to talk about anything I personally feel comfortable talking about. You don't feel comfortable talking about Cosby. It's unnecessary. You have in the past, though. You've talked about no, no. I say the same thing I always do. Justice is important. Justice is important. I agree That's with about you. it. I agree. But uh, let so let me talk to talk about you. Okay. With uh, concerning that, without okay. talking about him, obviously, um, you were so young on that show, and obviously, this was such a big part of your life. How does that feel or affect you personally to have this? Because uh, I'll just, uh, not that I should put myself into that, but I was such a huge fan of comedy, of his comedy. I was such a huge fan of um, him mm -hmm. as a human being. And I thought, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a white guy, but I thought what he's doing for the black community, it was the first time that uh, the black community was seen in a normal, normal in a, you know, in yeah, a, re in a type of yeah, way. in a respectable American family, he was America's father. And that's just how shocking it was to just somebody who's just watching from the outside. Mm -hmm. How were you affected by it? Are you, were you devastated? Um, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna do me. At three years old, I was a part of the Cosby show. I learned some amazing skills on that set that are, priceless, um, worked with amazing talent that I know subconsciously I sucked up information that I use till this day. Um, I learned about professionalism. I learned about how important it was to lend a hand and pull people up from the ranks because if everyone succeeds, you will succeed. Um, and as I got older and things started to <clears throat> come into play, Obviously, people are human, things happen. It's not okay to hurt others. It is not okay to hurt others. And um, everybody has demons. It's hard for me to say because I really don't like being a part of the conversation. Um, but there's no avoiding that. I'm just asking you your own internal, how did yeah. you- how Ask did me you... again, so I know how to say it properly. Okay. <laughs> you, you know, it's like being in a war zone. Yeah. If you are a child or any human being and your country is at war, bombs are dropping and things are happening, you are going to be affected. You have nothing to do with the war. You may not agree with the war. Yeah. But people okay, come well, out, but how were you affected when this came down? Thank uh, you, I uh, needed that, that that helped me. Um, checks stopped coming in because they took the show off television. Um, more questions about his behavior while I was three years old started coming in, which is like disgusting and ridiculous because I was three 
And my parents were there and I wasn't allowed to stay on set longer than what was needed because people don't really know how sets work. Um, and everybody wants to know the hot goss. Everybody wants to know what you knew. But I'm like, I was three years old, people. Technically, I don't even remember being on the show. Not asking about that time. I'm asking about specifically, like even now, you're a young lady um, and somebody who is pivotal yeah. in your life. Mm -hmm. um, news becomes very clear. How is that processed? Like, how do you... I disassociate. I have a couple people that have been in the that have been in the news. Him, Jesse Smollett. I have friends, and are you? I didn't know you're friends with Jesse. Yeah, he was my bestie, and I disassociate. I just stay in my house and be quiet because it has nothing to do with me. Did you talk to Jesse? Um, yeah, I did, and I still love him, uh, and I, you know, wish him the best and hope that things turn around in his favor. But here's the deal. There's a way that you can go about life. Like, yes, I'm connected to those people, but I don't want to be a part of the muck. Like, it doesn't help my energy field. It doesn't do any good for me to talk about someone else's life when I'm trying to step up my own, plain and simple. It's like, I see it, and of course I have my opinions, but when I'm on a public platform that multi-millions of people can judge me for, I'm going to have my own opinion, like everyone does, and half of the country's not gonna agree with it and the other half will. And I've been a part of controversial conversations and I've understood that it's like, you can't win either way. So my opinion is my opinion. It sucks, it's hurtful, it's harmful. The whole entire, I'm gonna call it a planet, right? So you have the person at the center of the planet, whether it's Bill, whether it's Jesse, where it's whatever, and then you have all the revolving pieces. I need to get out of that, that trajectory because it has nothing to do with me. And sometimes I feel like if you're a part of something and you try to be a part of the fodder, then little pieces stick on you but that's and you but can't even, shake it off. Even right. if you're not a part of the conversation or what's happening in that planet and in that world, even if you disassociate and you're alone in your house, doesn't it still affect your being, like your thoughts? And the what way I'm that saying is when your best friend mm -hmm. or your bestie is involved in something i'm not asking you to comment on right. what what you think as a human being do you not does it do you not question the trust or the choices in the people that you're around like i would go like i thought this guy was uh, like just as like every human being yes of course in retrospect i look back and been like i could have told signs i could have seen this you definitely have those moments but i have been in master classes of mental conversations with myself and my wife, actually, we try to do this a lot. And yes, of course, I talk about it a lot, but I just don't feel comfortable speaking about it outside of my closed doors. Now, do I think about it? Yes. Do I wish it not happened to those people? Obviously. Do I have opinions? Yes. But what does it change about me? Yeah. Nothing, because it has nothing to do with me. It literally has nothing to do with me. Now, if it's my mama, my brother, my, my wife, my sister-in-law, my daddy-in-law, we're going to have problems. I'm going to have words. I'm going to say some shit. But they're not blood. They're people that I know. And the closer I get to dirty, the dirtier I get. And I don't want to be a part of it. I I've been disassociating since I was probably around five. So if it has nothing to do with me, I blank out and I start learning about the universe. And I'm like, oh, that happened? Oh, okay, cool. Moving on because it has 
I'm like blinders, which is also detrimental because I'm really bad for interviews because you want to hear the juicy gossip. No, no, no. it's actually I really think, interesting. I that think what you just did is really interesting because I'm asking about you. I'm not asking about them. Yeah. We can all have our opinions, and it really doesn't matter what you think about what they did. Yeah. Uh, what I'm asking is, how are you affected by what they did personally? Are you in therapy? I am. That's every good. every every day. I think that it's <laughs> every amazing weekend. that you can actually disconnect like that. I don't think there's, a, except for when you make a distinction between blood and your family mm -hmm. that you consider family and you're able to disassociate with anyone outside that circle. I don't know if I would be able to do that if I'm close to someone else. I, my headphones just went out, but I don't know if I would be able to do that. I think that's it's a practice though, right? Because in our society, we are pushed to, oh my God, did you see what she did? Wasn't she your friend? Oh my God, yes. And then we're conditioned to think about the choices that we made and who we are and things of that nature. Trust me, that pattern of thought happened to me when I was in my younger years, probably when I turned around 25. I started going through a lot of changes mentally um, through depression and all kinds of things. And I realized the more I gave focus on someone else's life, the less focus I put on on my own. The more focus I put on myself, the higher being I become because ultimately we're not going to get into it. I'm a light being. I need to progress. I need to grow. I need to shine. And the more darkness that comes into my world, the less I shine. And I got to get my money. And the only way I get my money is if I shine. So that stuff goes right over there. I was watching an interview from someone that I worked with a long time ago and they were like, where is Raven? She never says anything. She never says anything. Why should I say anything about your behavior? I need to focus on me. I'm an adult. I'm a married human. I need to focus on myself to move forward. You need to do a TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. No, that's that's really really impressive. Do you it think that you're able to do that though because of your experiences young like being a child actor and everything? Do you think you're able to disconnect and disassociate because of those experiences? My disassociation definitely came from being a child actor. Um thresholds and PTSD type of things, emotional moments that happened to me when I was younger, just letting things go down and doing, uh, let me, I'll be more specific in that sense. I remember there was a long time ago, horrible example, but kind of where I was. I think I was under, under double digits and I had the flu. It was horrible. And the people in power that be were like, you better get on that stage. And I was like, I have the flu. No one cares that you have the flu. You gotta go do this job. So I'm singing on stage for a 30 minute concert like sick. So really conditioned to put my feelings aside and get the work done um, over the course in an unhealthy way, obviously. But now, manif um, not manifesting, but transitioning that superpower that's now it turned into for those things. And it helps. It's not always good for my relationship because my wife was like, why don't you feel? And I was like, feel? What's that? <laughs> but at wow. the same time, I can like get over it quicker. Do you want kids? I do want children. Would you put your kids in? Never. I wouldn't have my kids get into show business until they were 18 years old. And then if they asked me for their help, for their help, I'd say no. <laughs> you wouldn't even help them? I wouldn't help them in the sense of nepotism until they did a little bit on their own because they need to understand that this is a business and this is very difficult. If they wanted advice, all day. I was reading somebody on TikTok and I really liked their thought process of adulting um, and parenting. And they said, you know, during the younger years of childhood, you're a parent, 
right? You're parenting, you're taking care of them, you're the caregiver. When they're a little bit older in their teenage years, you are actually really like setting the rules and trajectory of where they're going. And then once they get into college, you're more of an advisor. And it's really, I heard, because <clears throat> I'm not one, but I heard it's really hard to make that transition for parents because they always want to be in that, I'll take care of you. No, I don't want you to fall type of world. So I... When I think about that and I think about people in the industry, it's like, I will be your advisor all day. I'll tell you all of my experiences. But I went through the Hollywood process similar to like a Michael Jackson in the sense of just grinding and making stuff happen and putting your own feelings aside to make the product come out. And nowadays, which I admire this generation, but it's like, I'm going to do whatever I want. Look at me and look at me, look at me. And I'm like, all right, cool. You do that that way. I know about professionalism. We'll see how far you last. Let's see what's going on. There's like different errors in Hollywood. And if they were talented, if they, you know, were true about a craft, if they actually are doing it because they want to and they're good at it, not just because they can because of my last name or whatever, then yeah, I'd help them. But if it's on some nepotism type shit, nah, you good, you good. Being famous, is it good? I mean, it's good to not wait in the line every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> but you've been famous from the, your first memory. So, like, yeah. I mean, do you, it, it's something people uh, want to chase, money and fame. You just, uh, your whole existence has been money and fame. Yeah, I have no you, anonymity. Right, but you, so do you, your perspective on it, it's just your world. Yeah. Yeah, so do you know, you've never had a regular job? No. No. <laughs> So it's funny. My friend was on, she has a regular job, but she's also been in the industry, but she's had a right. She was like, yeah, I just got PTO the other day. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's that? She was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I don't, what is PTO? I still don't remember like part-time pa off. Paid time off. Yep. I was yep. like, oh, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> like Rosh Hashanah. Like I still get, it. you know what I mean? <laughs> like, cool. <laughs> it's like being in Jew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the holidays. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> but, but, uh, do you, do you embrace it? Do you enjoy it? Do you respect it that you're famous? Do you think about it? I do think about it. I think about it now because celebrity to me has changed so much, right? Celebrity is different now because of social media. Um, celebrity when I was growing up, it was, it was you, it was talent. You know, it was like what you brought to the table and, and um, how you changed I don't know, it, it just felt more of a, a smaller community. Now, you know, you have someone famous because they have a punchline in two seconds on a four minute clip and now they're famous and have merch and like are on tour. And I'm like, oh, whoa, I had like 18 auditions, four shows and I can't even get that kind of tour. What's going on? Celebrity is a mind frame. It is a, a way of thinking, I think, uh, when you use that word. Am I known? Yeah, I'm known, and I like. But for the time known. you when you started when you were on Cosby, I can't imagine what the mindset is for a three to five year old kid. Wherever, if you were out in public, it had to be like just masses, just coming, that one was weird. Coming just toward you and wanting to talk to you, and you're just this kid who has been spends their day in virtually a warehouse yeah. with a bunch of adults. Uh, doing what you're told and then you're and then you're somebody's carrying you in public and uh, i would imagine thousands of people rushing your way that must have been a mind fuck as you put it it, it mostly is a mind fuck but here's the my favorite part i will never forget and then you also learn how to be a human and don't talk to strangers so it's like 
when is it a stranger and when is it a fan? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I have to talk to you, but then I also have to put my guard up because you might steal me because my mom told me I'm not allowed to talk to strangers. So having to read someone's intention through a conversation, whether they want my name or they want to steal me, is a learned ability. But also, you know, I find it funny. I came to it much later in life than you, and I'm just not, not I didn't have the height of recognition that you had, but, but mm-hmm. people recognizing me, um, it's like when a stranger comes toward you and goes, hey, Raven, I love you, but do you? Do, do you, you love me? Do you love me? Do you know me? No, you don't. <laughs> right. So it's that's got to be confusing for like a five-year-old and a seven-year-old, people telling you they love you and people telling you you're so adorable and you, you really, you've never met them. Like that's not a usual, that's not a real world. That's not a real world. And I was taught that those people don't love you. They love your work. And that most people that will come up, this is what I was taught. Most people that will come up to you don't really love you. They just want something from you. So that's, that's going to make you angry. <laughs> yeah, it does. Because well, then you don't really know who's friends or who's not. So everyone that I've ever come into contact with, I'm like, where do you, it's a little bit of a block, but that wall, if not nurtured properly can turn into kind of what it did for me, which is anger, which is, you know, a revolving door of people because I don't know who to trust and who not to trust. So it can be difficult, but you need that because there are a billion people in this world that are watching you and you never know someone's intentions. 10, and it sucks because like one out of 13 people is the right one and you might miss that person because you're so protective of yourself. And how you're awesome. I, you had, like, I used to watch you on St. Elsewhere before I went to school all the time. Why did you say not as big as me? Come I mean, what? Because I have never been, associated with the kind of and and, and people uh, you you have to be there in the moment i mean yeah that's true in the moment the cosby show was as big as saying elsewhere was as big as agt was as big as deal or no deal was those pale in comparison to the numbers, how many people watched uh, uh, an episode, do you, do you of know? Of Cosby, no, but I understand what you're saying. There's probably like 30 numbers-wise. million, 40 million, yeah. which is now like Super Bowl numbers. Yeah, that's true. So like everybody knew and everybody, when you came, I remember you coming on, you're a sensation, you still have the same face, I'm looking at you, you were an adorable, <laughs> no, but it, I, I remember seeing it and it, you were, uh, you know, you came on late. Mm-hmm. You were in the last three full, seasons. Yeah, the last three seasons. And was it, he, he had seen you in an on audition for something else, right? So Oh, yeah, I auditioned for Ghost Dad. I didn't get the part, but Sidney Poitier went up to him and said, we found this little girl. You should meet her. I learned some lines from Keisha's script, I think, and went into an audition, and he hired me there and created a role for me. Because you you were amazing. You were really amazing. It was Thanks. this, you looked like a doll. It didn't look even real. So at that time when you came on, I mean, I, I remember going into supermarkets and your face was on every magazine. I've never had, listen, I'm, I, 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 do, I do really well. And, uh, you know, I've had success and continue to have success and I'm on a, a good show, but not the, the white hot that makes sense. And maybe as a five-year-old or a seven-year-old, and, and also being in the midst of it, you're not as cognizant from the outside. That was huge. And I can't imagine that world looking through your eyes at everything coming at you, what that would be. And it is a dichotomy between being dangerous and wonderful and light and dark and... Yeah, and I don't remember because I was obviously shielded from a lot of the things. And there is a difference too between... 
I'm going to say the public and our community. And I'm going to say the Hollywood community because in my community, I'm like, do you know what I mean? Like right. you're that version for me, but I can understand what you mean by like the rest of the world because in our community, I'm like, wow, this is crazy. I don't even realize that I'm on this couch right now. Like being honest with this man that I watched when I, we're not going to talk about it. I opened my legs because I'm a little nervous. Okay. So, but, but it's true That's though. That's how women are around me. <laughs> oh, calm it down, married man. Calm it down. <laughs> but I, I, it is, it is a dichotomy and it is interesting. And I was able to do it at an older age on That's So Raven, but also was not cognizant of what was going on and how big it was while it was happening. There's like this lag and effect because again, disassociation, when I'm working, I'm working. I don't have any friends. I don't do anything. I go to work, I come home, I go to sleep. I go to work, I come home, go to sleep. People are like, well, can you do this? I said, no, I have to give 130% to this job. If I give 99%, something's gonna fall through the cracks. And so I don't, understand what's going on outside of the world when I'm actually doing a project. It's probably wow. not the healthiest, but it works for me. No, and well, you've had success. It's working for it, other people should take that advice and and go with it. You your your career has also been kind of uh there're different focuses. Music? Yeah. Do you love music? I do love music. It's difficult though. That music is difficult. Like nowadays girls got to be in a bikini on stage and like no, no, they don't have to. You're on social media. You see, there's a ton of people that are coming out with music and their own music and writing and becoming superstars from social media now. But didn't you work with Missy Elliott? I did. My so, first album was Missy Elliott. So that's what I'm saying. So she's not like the bikini. That's a, she's a great. Yeah, I guess I'm stuck in that time period where every pop star was just like naked on stage. Um, but like, it's if it's about the music, you don't have to. It is about the music, but it's also about like success. I think there comes a point like I'm a little bit of, I need to be the best in what I need to do. I need to reach a certain amount of numbers. And I have wonderful people around me in my music world and I enjoy the level that I'm at. And then I get that conversation of, well, you know, wh why don't you do this, this, this? And I'm like, because that comes with a little extra that I don't feel comfortable doing. You know what I mean? And you can see it from pop culture now and what's going on. And I think that it's that conversation that needs to be changed. And like you said, there's more people on social media that are helping with changing the dynamic that the female body is for sex cells type world. And when that kind of slows down a little bit, I think I'll maybe push out into music a little bit more. But I think that there are a lot of people, artists right now, Adele is not that, you know? Okay. You don't agree with me? I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> I need more words. <laughs> Wait, I want to go back to something really fast because yeah. you were talking about how um, you had trust issues. Mm -hmm. How did you end up meeting your wife and not having trust issues with her? How did she break down that wall for you? The marinara sauce. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> besides the marinara. The the marinara there's got to be more. That's just the start. <laughs> oh, that is just the start. Miranda and I met at a karaoke night I was hosting in uh, Gayland over in... Um, uh, West Hollywood. And oh, I, thought, I thought Gayland was like a new amusement park. <laughs> yeah. I would totally up. go. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we just met and uh, start striked a conversation. Um, Miranda's family has been in the industry, so she grew up around it. And we started exchanging, conversa exchanging conversations, exchanging stories and similar 
scenarios. Um, she was never in front of the camera, but she understood the struggles that it took to be that person. She was a personal assistant for a while for people in the industry and things of that nature. So when I would bring something up, she wouldn't just shrug it off. She actually asked me a question about it to dig deeper. And I got angry at first because I'm like, why do you care? Why? What are you trying to know? Are you going to write a book about me later? So all of my relationships, especially when I started, obviously, when I started dating, I had to get people to sign um, NDAs. NDAs. And it took me a while to get, wrap my head around it because it's just very impersonal. But someone in our position needs to do that. When do you ask somebody when you're dating them? You'll go back to this story. Somebody asks you out. When, at what point in the date or the relationship do you say, uh, I have some paperwork for you? Before the naughty times come. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 no, I'm serious. But, like right before naughty time comes. So you have you have yeah. uh, paperwork on your nightstand. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Not always on the nightstand. It might happen the day, like right. the day before, or whatever. But, but but I'm saying so. Naughty time is coming. It's like like you know the juices are flowing and you're getting ready. <laughs> no, but you're going, and you're ready. But you got to stop. You know what I'm saying. I'm just trying to understand. I've been married for 42 years. I'm from a different world. I'm just, so you say, uh, you know, yeah, oh, you know what I'm going to do to you <laughs> after you sign this. <laughs> and you know, it's gotten it's worse. Like now they have consent them. forms. Now they have consent forms to where they're like, are you okay with anal? Are you okay with this? Can I do this? You can do this to me. And now you, that's a part of it now. It's all on the same page. Or do you, do you sign the first papers? And then if you want to roll her over, you have to sign another paper. There you go. Front <laughs> and back, please. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but who's stopping to read these documents ahead of time? And the lawyers right there in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to being a celebrity in Hollywood nowadays. Well, it's I true though. Nowadays, hashtags, real life. They change the dynamic of having an intimate relationship with so, somebody. So let me ask you something. As a single person, when you're a single person, where do you go get this paperwork? Your like, lawyer. So you call your lawyer and you know, I need, I need some, uh, I need fuck paperwork. I had a, I had a, I had a lawyer. He sent me multiple copies. I had a, what is it, drawer, the thing that you pull out? It's a drawer. It's a drawer. Nightstand? No, no, no. The Where you keep your files. Old school. File cabinet. Thank you. Jeez. <laughs> Honey, sometimes. That's disassociation comes with loss of memory. File cabinet. Relationships. You pick one up, date it, sign it. I had like, I still got them. I still got all of them. So nobody can say anything in it. Whatever. And then I had one person. How who big read is it. your file? <laughs> <laughs> I told you all the naughty stuff is hidden. Nobody knows about me. I had some good times. That's so raving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 36, honey. I've had my moments. Oh my gosh. So, but I find that fascinating. So, but she must have before you knew that you were oh, her, into it. Hers? Hold on. I'm sorry. Her moment was crazy. We were in New York. We were in this outdoor, like, French type of restaurant. And my mom had been bugging me. She was like, you got to get it signed. You got to get it signed. I'm like, she's from the industry. And my mom was bugging me. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> That's so funny. A lot of moms will say, you know, you got to wear protection. <laughs> you don't know where she's been. <laughs> your mother is saying, you got to do the paperwork. You got to do the paperwork. You take your pen with you, honey. <laughs> Pretty you do much. not do this without paperwork. It's pretty much the Can situation. Can you imagine having a, a you have it's this massive night of sex and you come back with two paper cuts. 
from the NDA. Ow, ow. Not good for, not good for females either. Oh. <laughs> for those who are just, just listening, she's waving her finger. You fingers. should watch this one. You should watch this one I would one watch on this one. <laughs> oh, my God. So your mom is saying. So my mom was like, do it, do it. And I was like, okay, fine. And I was really reluctant because I knew something was different about Miranda. How like, long had you been dating or seeing each other communicating? Two months. Two months. Two months. And so um, I set her down. I was like, I have to ask you something. Will you sign this paper? She was like, no. And I was like, please, because this is just, just make this stress go away for me, please. She's like, I don't understand because she knew that we had something different. Like it, it just feels different. Right. And she did it for me because she knew that I was being pushed elsewhere and she understood. But um, we both were like, this is, this takes away such like the, genuineness of it all but we also under again we understood that we live in hollywood blah 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 blah. but she knew who she she knew who she was that's not the right english she understood she, she who knows she, who, she knows who she is she knows who she is so she she did it but she's also proven to me beyond the three pages it's three pages <laughs> you, have art, you have articles you got articles and then the abc's under did she read it? I imagine that's the same conversation that people have with like prenups and stuff. Did she sign a prenup? Um, we have paperwork in place. Is your mother saying you gotta get family? So much. You were so complicated, young lady. There's a lot of paperwork to love Raven. A lot of paperwork. A lot of paperwork. But like it, 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 it's, it's you know, it's how we live right now. But Miranda, she. She talks differently. She asks me questions like I've never been asked before, but then has wonderful conversation to go with it after. No judgment. She has her own flaws that she's allowing me to help her with and vice versa. Um, she's, for the longest time, I didn't understand what was going on. Like I didn't understand that there was someone who cared about me because I love you, Raven. I love you, Raven. I love you, Raven. Oh my God, I saw you here. She'd never seen one of my shows, which I always tend to date people who don't know who I am, am. But she, who doesn't know who you are? There's some people that didn't watch Disney. There's some people that didn't do it. And I randomly find those people. I think I can You feel think it it's in my random? Soul. I think it's like you're, you're lying. No, I think that you are searching for those people. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. She's definitely one of them. And I love that. We got married during the pandemic. And so we've been in our little bubble for two years and really just saturating ourselves in our own self. She has a nickname for me so that it's not like Raven, Raven all the time because that also is kind of like a trigger for me. And so I went out to take a run. I was like, babes, I got recognized the other day. She was like, from what? And I said, you you do remember that I'm Raven Simone. She goes, oh yeah, I forgot. You do get recognized sometimes, <laughs> don't you? And I'm like, yeah, babe, I'm famous sometimes. Is this the longest relationship you've been in? No, the- no, no, no. I've been in some relationships. I've been in some long I was in a relationship with, with a guy for like seven years. Really? Yeah, my did first it, relationship was with a guy. Did it come close to marriage or No, engagement? he got another girl pregnant. And I was like, gotta go. <laughs> maybe th- maybe your this? trust do issues are from person? that. Oh, we signed paperwork. Wow. I can tell you stories, but I can't tell you name and I can't get Tell you. me a story without a name. <laughs> tell you a story without a name. Oh my God. You said you got some stories about the Call paperwork. Call him Bob. Did Bob? He, was, yeah. he, was he in the business? Don't use his name. 
I can't say that means whether yes. he's in the business that or means not. Yes. No, that, 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 no, 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 no. Okay. That does not mean anything. I cannot <laughs> say anything about that. You, you like um. Um, how old were you? Okay. When, when you started dating. When him. I started dating him, him, I was thirteen. Oh, how old was he? Fourteen. Oh. Okay. What? What do you mean? Oh. <laughs> I thought it was going to be someone I know older. It. I know it. I've dated thought. older. I've done that too. <sighs> I've had a life, you guys. I just don't talk about. So it. he was fourteen. You went out for seven years till yeah. he was twenty. He twenty-one. He got somebody pregnant. Mm -hmm. Wow. So he had to be in the business. For you to meet somebody at 13, you're meeting somebody at Disney. You're meeting somebody that's on a Disney show. <laughs> no, I'm not. Look at him. <laughs> no, I'm He's not. Digging. Yes. He's digging. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. This is horrible. <laughs> somebody from that sweet life? No. <laughs> nope. Okay, I'm just guessing. No, actually, no, I never really dated actors. Never dated actors. All right. I don't date close to home. Did you, did, did you know when you were in this relationship that you were gay? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I used to tell him all the time, if we get married, you know, I got to have a girlfriend, right? He was like, what? I was like, I'm going to need a girl on the side because this is not going to happen for me all the time, right? Oh, I was bad. I was like, the every time I got into a relationship, I'd be like, don't you think she's pretty? You're like, yeah, but what about you? I'm like, yeah, 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 go talk to her. <laughs> so bad. I would imagine a lot of guys would find that pretty hot. Oh, I was everybody's bestie. I was everybody's bestie. <laughs> and I'm such a guy, dude, girl. Like, I still do that for my guys. I'm like, I'll call her over here for you. Like, I was so bad. So um, it, he wouldn't care, right? That you, if you wanted to be with him. No, he woman. loved that. He yeah, loved it. But yeah. it never happened. But he was like, we can try. And I'm like, I'm not. No, 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 no. You're going to go outside the house while this happens. You're not invited. <laughs> <laughs> You like even numbers is what you're saying. Exactly. Okay. Even across the board. <laughs> um, so at, you at the, so at 13, just going out and dating, did he have to sign in? You signed an NDA. Yeah, we, um, yeah, we don't talk about Bruno. Um, signed an NBA, NDA and uh, we just have a mutual understanding that we just don't talk about it. Do you see this person now? Not anymore. I don't mean uh, romantically. I mean, do you, I know we, we, we lost contact. Okay. Is that helping you narrow it down? No. <laughs> Look at the wheels turning. I know. He's, he's like, like mm, how can I get more? It's like that. It's like Clue. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> we should play that guess who game. You know, did he have, <laughs> does he have a hat? Nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. But you're a real, you're amazing. You really oh, are. And you're you. a boss lady now. Like you, you're the show uh, Raven at Home, is it called? Raven's Home. Raven's Home. Mm -hmm. Is, uh, you direct it? I direct it. I EP it. I star and I'm the mom. Mama. That's I'm a lot of responsibility. Mama. It is a lot of responsibility. Crazy hours. Ridiculous. Miranda's okay with that. I mean, we got a house over our head. We're doing things and yeah. we're pushing She doesn't forward. read you the Miranda rights. All day she does. All day. Every morning and when I come home at night. Well, because you said that when you're working, it's all work. It's not like 98%. It's all work. So yeah. that must be tough. It took a minute at the beginning because my wife is a Leo and she loves her attention and she was like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do this. I'm like, I don't need it. I'm very self-sufficient during that time. And I had to learn that when you're a part of a weld oil machine, you're a part of a weld oil, well oiled machine, even though I don't care. And I'm still putting all my power forward. Um, we had to come to this like agreement of where she was going to shine while I was doing what I needed because everybody needs to be taken care of in a relationship. But yeah, it was difficult for a little bit because I'm like, I don't want you to come to work. I need to focus. And then I'd come home 
and I'm like sleep all day and she talks to people from work and they were like Raven was up and doing this she was like you don't have any energy when you come home and I'm like I'm sorry I just this is what I was taught so what I love about my relationship now is that I'm learning how to divvy my time a little bit better and my energy output and where that goes because before being in a relationship when I'm just dating work was first dating was second and that's always going to be there so now that I'm married, I'm like, whoa, she's always going to be here too. This is weird. And marriage is work. Hunty. And that's going to be tough too. You said you wanted kids. How are you going to manage that when... I'm not going to be working when I have kids, Karen. No. Okay? <laughs> I'm going to be straight <laughs> retired. <laughs> Where are you going to get sperm? I've been asking around the world recently. <laughs> <laughs> I have been. I have a lot of guys. I'm like, do you need this? Are you good? Because you're just letting it go right now. You can just put that in a cup real quick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I've actually asked a lot of people. I we probably gonna go and do it officially because it's ridiculous just asking friends. And um, <laughs> I want to go first because I'm a little bit older. And then I personally well, want you want to get pregnant. Yeah, I want to. I want to be pregnant. Oh wow! I want to go through that experience. I want my. I want to dry my placenta out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let Miranda cook. I want to. I want Miranda to cook my placenta. Wow. I but can't. I want her to be my doula. I think it'll be amazing. Such a lesbian thing. Like I want to give birth in water around candles and like chanting in a monk somewhere. You know, but she so can like actually that. help. I'm telling you, my husband was no help, so she can actually help. Well, what? he helped, not with the birth, with the. Con no, but I know. But she's saying <laughs> she could actually. She's a doula. Like she knows yeah. what to do and exactly. be supportive. He did not know what to do. There was more screaming coming from him than myself. See, that's yeah. what I don't want. Yeah, no, you're good. And well, like, did you scold him afterwards? Like, what was the journey? No, no, uh, no, no. It just we it just happened. <laughs> the pregnancy. Or the and now we have kids. No, I'm saying that usually, maybe I shouldn't say this. Maybe not all men, but my experience with my one man was no help. Yeah, <laughs> they don't I, know what I to help. do. You need I, a class. No, did I, you help? I, How did you I, help? I said breathe. Good, good job. Good, good, good. Job. Way to good go. Job. And good she job. said, fuck you. <laughs> and I said, I did. And that's why you're here. Oh, my God. On that note, that's very Disney. That's a Disney ending. Um, <laughs> you're amazing. So I think you're you amazing. I, I I only, the first time I got to talk to you was a week ago. I yeah. asked you whether you'd come in and talk. And I am. I hope this is not the last time that we, well, first of all, I would like to continue to talk to you and do business with you and be your friend. I mean, same here. Friend. I was like, I always seems like a, such a good dad. I like, am. if you over him. He's more than welcome to come over in my dad DMs. I sh I can share. You he want shares He probably doesn't want to come over and have dinner, but you can text him. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I want to hear really here at any time. This is like Thank a fun you, little playhouse I have here. So this is an awesome place. So, you saw me giddy. I was in right, but anytime you want to come over and do production and use okay. equipment and do whatever you want to do, you can come play. I don't even have to be here. Thank you, sir. Anyway, I love you. I love you too. You are you are so wonderful. Besides just being so too. raven, you are just wonderful. You're smart. <laughs> you should. Uh, speaking is your is your jam. Oh, I appreciate it. It really that. is. I mean, you're a great actress and and really. and and singer. But but what I'm saying is, you're a, a great communicator. And I think that what you say is important and inspiring for others. And you are uh, you're 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 amazing. You really are amazing. You should do a lot more. You know. Public speaking. Thank you, sir. Do you, do you get do you get asked? I get, I, I get nervous. I don't. Miranda writes a lot of my speeches. Um, well, you're, you you don't need a writer right? unless she wrote this uh, this whole interview. This Could you whole, imagine? I'm like, <laughs> that's right. What did you I tell me to say? Right here? <laughs> but Miranda is a lucky lady, Thank and you. Uh, hopefully one day we'll get to meet her. Yes. And uh, uh, 
we're gonna. We, what do you want to plug the show? Oh yeah, Raven's Home is coming back for season six. We are on a show together called Funny You Should Ask, and my wife should be launching a podcast as well. So we would love to. I'll be there. Have that moment back and forth. She. T- it's called the oh, things we carry. I wasn't even. I wasn't. Uh, you weren't being invited. You weren't being invited. No, it's okay. No, it's, it's all right. Actually it's both of aw- you. I'm invited. It's awkward. I can't. It was awkward. I'm, whether you want me or not, I'm going to be on your podcast. <laughs> Anyway, we're going to end this podcast. (laughs) Thank you, Raven. (laughs) You're amazing. You guys are so sweet. Thank you. Are you doing doing, uh, Funny You Should Ask again?